Hi, everybody. Welcome to 10 Things I Hate About Me, a podcast where we are quite literally making a list of all the things we don't like about ourselves. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. He's a Chicago-based musician. You know him from the band Yawner. Welcome to the podcast, the one and only David Fuller. Hi, David. What's going on? Thank you for having me. I was just telling David, he's been on the list of guests from the beginning. Uh, you know, it, it, nothing like a little get about like a little bit of a hype up before the episode. You know, gets you kind of in the right spot, the right mindset. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like it's like a warm up for the ego. Yeah, <laughs> a little jumping jacks for the ego. <laughs> we, and, and you know, I think based off of like what this podcast is about, you kind of need that a little bit. I think so too. We need a balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to have us jump right into our first segment, Roses and Thorns. Rose is the best or most rewarding thing that happened to you this week, and Thorn is the worst or most challenging thing that happened to you this week. Um, I'll go ahead and share mine first. My rose is I saw Sasha Velour on Thursday night. David, do you know who Sasha Velour is? I, I, I was going to ask who Sasha Velour is. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea who that is. So it's a whole thing. And I told myself that I was only going to talk about this for five minutes because I feel like I could talk about this for a really long time. But Sasha Velour is a drag queen. She was the winner of season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race. Cool. Her big thing that she is known for is on season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race, they do this thing called lip sync for your life, which is like when you're in the bottom two of the week, the bottom two, they do like a lip sync battle sort of thing. Um, And she never had to lip sync. She was never in the bottom two the whole season. And then in the finale, you end up doing another lip sync battle, but it's like who will win. So she went into the finale knowing that like nobody had ever seen her lip sync before. And she did this like truly iconic like people say that it changed how things go in RuPaul's Drag Race she did this um lip sync to So Emotional by Whitney Houston I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it but just look up Sasha Velour So Emotional after this is over and I think that you're gonna be like wow she's an amazing performer I love her so much and I so like I didn't understand drag for a long time which isn't to say that I was like anti-drag or anything like that but I just like for sure yes didn't really get it didn't really connect to it I was just like so they're so they're lip syncing I don't really know but by becoming like more into drag race I'm starting to see like people that perform drag creatively and in terms of like performance they are so good at like every single discipline when they're like the really good like top performers I feel like the more that I learn about drag the more that I learn about like performing in general and there's a lot of showmanship um, and there's a lot that can be like translated over into comedy so I feel like I don't know I just it just really really speaks to me and Sasha Velour is my she's my favorite Um, I think part of it is because we have the same birthday. That's what, wait. When's I, your birthday? June twenty fifth. It's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up, baby. <laughs> and when I saw that she was coming to Philly for her book tour, I decided to get the VIP tickets, which is like you get a really good seat at the show, and you also get to do a meet and greet, which is not something that I normally do. I am kind of like in the don't meet your heroes camp, just because like. Not even because they're going to let you down, but just because like the interaction, how is that ever going to like measure up 
to what you have in your head, you know? Yeah. So I, I almost like chickened out of going to the meet and greet completely. But then I was like, Sam, you got to do it. So I did it. And I went, I was being so shy. I, I pretty much like went up to her and was like, hi, um, I just wanted to. And I was like whispering because it was like a very quiet room and everybody was like watching and listening to what everybody was saying to Sasha. So I was just like, hi, um, I just wanted to tell you that we have the same birthday. And she was like, oh, my gosh, how old are you turning this year? It's coming up. And, she, and I was like, I'm turning 30. And then she said, I'm turning 36. And I was like, cool. Nice. <laughs> And then we took our picture and I left. I'm glad that I did it. And then the show ended up being amazing. Oh my gosh. Talk about reveals. But yeah, so that was my rose. It's a good rose. I clocked in at five minutes exactly. Good. No, that's a good rose. That's a good rose. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. And then my thorn, my thorn kind of ties into me feeling like shy at the meet and greet. I had just been feeling very like down on myself this week in a way where it's like do you ever find yourself just like in that headspace where you're like why am I like this (laughs) like all the time yeah yeah absolutely yeah like I feel like if anybody if anybody I know had been in that room with me saying hi to Sasha they would have been like this is not the Sam that we know like I was being so quiet so nervous not saying anything I felt like I was going to cry when I was like in line waiting, which I do not like. I do not like that I felt that way. Um, And I, after the meet and greet, there was like a good like 30 minutes to kill before they were like letting people get seated. So I went to go get like, I went to go get like a slushy at like a nearby restaurant. And I just sat at the bar and I was Googling like how to stop crying (laughs) Because I was like so deeply in my why am I like this? I need to stop being like this sort of thing. And, you know, Googling how to stop crying, there are no helpful tips. No, there's not. Everybody's like, pinch yourself. Think of something that makes you happy. Squeeze your core muscles. And I'm like, no, I need to like rewire my brain. Like, where is the like school for how to stop crying that is what i need yeah i um my so i i used to google like stuff all the time if i was like either like panicking or anything like that until my therapist gave me like a little bit of a slap on the wrist obviously like not (laughs) physically but she was like you gotta stop doing that it's not gonna help you it's gonna make things a lot worse and she's absolutely right um so you know i get it I get it. And you know, I'm sorry that Google didn't help you out because we always go thinking that it's going to help, that it's going to be amazing, that we have the entire world in our fingertips, but it doesn't always help at all. Yeah. This is the information superhighway. Why is there why <laughs> is there no more helpful information for me on how to stop crying all the time? Yeah. I yeah, this is gonna be something that I need to truly investigate with my therapist and see if we can get anything deeper than just pinch yourself. <laughs> because I've always been like this, you know? Like just just a big old crier. So do, do would you like and sorry, this is too big of a question already. Do you, would you say that you like cry like regularly? Are you like a once a weeker? Like what does that look like? A truly like once a day vibes for me. <laughs> Word. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a lot. And, you know, it's not always even that I'm sad. It's like on Mother's Day, I was crying because I was thinking about my coworker, Lacey, who this is her first Mother's Day as a mother. 
And I was just like sitting there crying, thinking, thinking to myself, being like, Lacey, you're such a good mom. I hope that you're having an amazing day. This is awesome. So like, that's the kind of thing I just get really, I just get so emotional. <laughs> I don't think that's a weakness though. I get where Thank you're you. coming from. And I can <laughs> see that being like um, an inconvenience for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I get where you're coming from though. Because even if it's not a burden on other people, it can be a huge burden on you. And uh, that's like just as bad. So I got it. Yeah. <gasps> that's her. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> Oh. oh, everybody, Davis Cat Mochi is here. You're oh so my shy. God. Yeah. Oh, she oh. is so cute. Oh, my goodness. She was the run of the litter. She's four years old and she's like eight pounds. Oh, that's her, man. Yeah, that's just her vibe. You know, just she needs to be here. That she's so special. But yeah. yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and turn over the roses and thorns to you. Thank you for letting me share all of that. I usually don't talk about my rose and thorn that much, but I've just been just feeling it this week. Good. I mean, hey, you know what? It, that's what we're here for. You know, I think that uh, this is like a very like self-indulgent thing to do. Like you should just kind yeah. of make the most <laughs> out of it. I'm going to go with the rose first because this happened literally – Last night, I had something else ready to rock, but let's go with this. So I, and I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it, but I am going to go on tour with a band here in Chicago called Freako next month, literally like a month from now. And it's going to be great, but I literally just got a message yesterday where it was like, hey, and again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say like the band, Mm -hmm. Um, but we were asked to play with a big kid band. Ooh. I thought the text was a joke when we got it, which is exciting because, you know, it's like, that can't be right. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that's really exciting. And I can tell you who it is, like, definitely outside of this. Uh-huh. Or if you can, like, bleep it, that'd be hilarious. David, I love any chance to use the bleep button, please. Yes, dude. Oh, okay, so the band is... And also, like, I'm just going to be up front. I hate this band. So, like... You are so funny. <laughs> I, I, look, it is what it is, man. All right, so it's... I don't know who that is. Good. Yeah, that's probably for the best. It's like, you know, I'm just going to say it's not me, right? It's not my thing. Uh-huh. But I'm really excited to play it because it's going to be, like, a big show. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That's great. But, yeah, I was like... Because, like, me and my girlfriend, Rebecca, we both, like, share a disdain toward this band where we just, like, (laughs) don't get it. Uh Uh, We were just, like – and, like, we saw them together, too, like, at a festival. And, like, first five minutes, I'm like, man, this could, like, have something with it. And then, like, ten minutes later, I was like, dude, they're still doing that. That's crazy. And then we (laughs) left. So, like, it's it's very interesting to be on the other side now. But anyway, that's my rose because it's exciting. My thorn was that it was just very recently my birthday. I just turned 27. Yes, happy belated birthday. Thank you. And I was very sick. And I mean sick. I mm. mean like like smack in the mouth sick. Like I could barely breathe, headache out the wazoo, stomach problems. It oh was Oh my awful. gosh. Yeah. And I wor- had to work and I had to like go into the office and I ah, – it was terrible. It was a bad time. But it's done. Wow. It's done. Yep. yep. That definitely is a thorn. I'm sorry. 
It's cool. Hey, look, we can't have W's <laughs> without L's. We can't have the light without the darkness. I'll deal that with it. That is so true. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, David, it's time for us to jump into the big question. What is one thing you don't like about yourself? I've been thinking hard on this and I, it's so funny because I was talking about this with my friends last night because I was telling them the whole premise of like your show and they're like, what are you going to do? And then I said <laughs> what, it, I said what I was thinking to them and like, they kind of interrupted and they're like, yep, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's perfect. And I think even if you don't know me super well, you could probably tell this. Uh, and it's that I joke around way too much. All the way to the point where it's like, there's a lot of instances where I don't need to do that. Like if somebody's mm -hmm. like telling me something like, you know, say like you become better friends with somebody and they're like being mildly vulnerable with you. And like, obviously listening is important and like being like, hey, like I'm really sorry that happened. But then like, you know, like, trying to lighten the mood isn't always what you need to do, but I mm -hmm. always feel like I need to do that because I've been pinned maybe by myself as the comic relief of <laughs> every group of friends that I've ever been in. And, you know, sometimes it's just not necessary and it's put me in some very hairy situation sometimes where I'm just like, mm -hmm. I, sh it's like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? And so Yep. Yep. That would be the first thing that I would think of top of mind. It's like, I could be, I could take things a little bit more seriously sometimes. Uh -huh. sure. Yeah. What kind of hairy situations are we talking about? Like, you don't have to go into specifics, but like, have you like made people feel like not listened to or like I'm trying to remember exactly because I was trying to think of an exact example of when this has happened. So let me go back to like, my time working at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> so I was there like five years type shit, like for a long time. And um, I made a very good friend there named Emma, whom is still a very good friend of mine to this day. And I remember she was like telling me about something. And like, I, 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 again, I couldn't tell how like serious she was about like what she was talking about. But then I made a slight joke forget what it was about. I feel like it'd be a lot more strong if I could say what it was about, but she just straight up said, it was like, David, that wasn't very funny. And I was like, whoa, whoops. I was like, I'm so sorry. And I felt awful. Like it was one of those moments where like, I could have went into the bathroom and cried because of how bad I felt. Uh -huh. And like, I, and I will feel like I have to like course correct and overcorrect whenever anything like that happens. And then I feel kind of bad about that too, because it's like, I don't want them to feel like they need to forgive me if, like immediately if I made them upset, because that's not my business and I don't need that. But like, I always get worried when like I get super guilty and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. If there's anything I can do, just let me know I'm here. But then it's like, I don't want to feel like I'm making it about me. Um, and I feel yeah. like I, I, I feel like I do that on accident when I, I actively avoid it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's like just reading the room, which I, again, I feel like I'm typically very good at doing, but you know, sometimes where I'm like, this is my opportunity to make a moment a little bit better. <laughs> it doesn't always <laughs> that way at all. And yeah, I own it. I own that for sure. But yeah, I hope that makes sense. Of course it does. Yeah. Our guest last week, Lily, she mentioned that she tends to use humor as kind of like, or in the past, she has used humor as like 
a defense, uh, maybe not defense mechanism, but like coping mechanism. Would you say that you like, it, would you say it's the same thing for you? Yup. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And like, I think that like my therapist knows that really well too, because I tell a lot of jokes in therapy. Like I goof off in there. <laughs> I take it seriously, obviously, but like it's, um, we definitely laugh a lot. And I'm pretty sure that like she can tell us like that I hide behind humor. I think that's a good way that I would probably put it where like, yeah, it, it's a lot easier to not have to like talk about the big things when you make a joke or when you're able to kind of navigate it that way. I, I don't know. For some reason, I find a lot more comfort in that when it's not necessarily the most like productive thing to do. If anything, it's usually counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel like um, between this and then like talking to Lily last week, I have realized that like I definitely don't hide behind humor. I think I think I hide it until I feel comfortable, which I don't know if I like either. I don't know if I like that I feel like I need to like hide that part of myself until I am like not feeling shy or something like that. Like I'm thinking about it in terms of like, like you mentioned with your therapist, I never joked with my therapist and she knows that I, she, she knew from the beginning that I like do comedy and stuff like that, but I never joked with her until I had been seeing her for like a year and a half or something. I was probably starting to joke like session two. Yeah. Yeah. Because like first session was just like get to know me, kind of heavy, because like nobody starts going to therapy because they're like doing amazing. Um, So like it was like, yeah, so like you're getting to know me at like my most vulnerable, one of my worst areas. And then like once it's like, all right, we move past there. <laughs> what makes you laugh? Like that's that's how I typically work i don't know i think there's a good balance between my problem and your problem where you can again just kind of like read the relationship a little bit and understand it's appropriate to do it here maybe not here yet i feel mm -hmm. like maybe i have way zero mega not a filter and then you're <laughs> like you just kind of let it come out every so often until it's like boom i'm not a cocoon i'm a butterfly Let's make some jokes. So like, yeah, I feel like there's a there's a good balance between the two. I like that. I, I feel like I'm not in my butterfly era at the moment, honestly. <laughs> what what makes you say that? I guess going along with the uh, me being in my why am I like this phase this week, it's big cocoon vibes, big hiding vibes. Is there a horror movie called Cocoon? This is hilarious. I was talking, <laughs> my friend Sam just recently turned, I think, 30 or 31. He literally got the poster from the movie Cocoon. It's not a horror movie, though. It's about old people that find aliens, and then those aliens make it so, like, there's, like, a pool that makes it, like, a fountain of youth type of situation. I swear. It's, it's, it's one of the weirdest movies I've ever had, like, told to me. I've never watched that. Um, okay, I'm watching this movie immediately. <laughs> I think it's old. Like, I think it's like an old movie. Let me it let says, me Wikipedia check. No, I'm literally on the Wikipedia for it right now. Look at us. It came out June 21st, 1985. Yeah, okay, so you ha would have the same like zodiac symbol as yeah, We're both cancers. <laughs> That's, That's perfect. Wow. I'm glad we got here.
Yeah. I'm excited to yeah. watch this movie. I'll yeah. let my friend Sam know that we talked about it. He'll be super stoked on it. With your with your other friend Sam, who is turning 30 soon. Yes. Or I think Boom. he just turned 30 or 31. I'm I'm a bad friend for not remembering. I can never remember my friends. Uh birthdays or ages i i only recently just started putting my friends birthdays into my like google calendar and a couple of them i put their birthdays in wrong um my brother's girlfriend anna i adore her but i have had her birthday in the wrong month uh she was born in march i've had it as april for the past like two birthdays in a row so i i end up sending her her birthday present very late and then being like wait a minute that's cool though (laughs) whoopsie Hey, you got a gift. Does she get you a gift? Yeah, and I get it on time. <laughs> she She's a little bit older than me. And this most recent one where I was like, I'm so sorry that I got you your present late. I had your birthday down wrong. And she goes, oh, that's okay. I'm an adult. Birthdays don't matter. And I heard that and I was like, yeah, I'm an adult. I should probably care about my birthday less. This has been a big thing for me this year because it's, you know, the 30th thing. I've been – it's on the mind. Yeah. I mean, it's not 13 going on 29. It's not 13 <laughs> going on 31. It's 13 going on 30. And I'm excited to turn 30. So I'm I'm happy for you because I feel Thank like the you. 30s are going to – 30s are going to rock. 20s – it's fine. It's fine. Okay, I feel like I got us so off track, but David, thank you for sharing this thing that you don't like about yourself. No problem. (laughs) Um, I'll be keeping an ear out through the rest of the episode for any other things that you mentioned you don't like about yourself. So I'll throw out some nuggets. (laughs) Please do. I will be waiting. All right. It is time for our next segment. Let's unpack that. I have a series of questions for you. You give me short answers. And if I want you to expand on it, I'll say, let's unpack that. And we'll talk about it a little more. Sweet. Okay. All right. The first question is, what is your hometown and what's one thing you don't like about it? Um, Reynoldsburg, Ohio. It's a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. Shouts out to my Ohio heads. Um, I love <laughs> Ohio. But um, one thing I don't like about it is that it is, it's really quite boring. There's not a lot mm-hmm. there. Like you can eat and you can drink. That's it. Do you like doing those two things? I love doing them, man. I do. <laughs> I love doing them. There are, do you have Waffle House? No, we, well, I only went to Waffle House for the first time like a few years ago. I went to the one in Richmond, Virginia. I'm an avid Waffle House head. That's a top five food establishment. And I won't let anybody tell me different. But there are probably like throughout all of Columbus, there's like eight Waffle Houses. And there were two in Reynoldsburg, which made Reynoldsburg very special. Yeah. Do you like, this is, do you like IHOP or are you like Waffle House loyal? I like both. I don't discriminate. Um, but like, I'm not like going out of my way to be like, dude, you know what sounds really good? I ha- I've never heard anybody <laughs> say that. I probably say it like once a month. <laughs> There's an IHOP really close to where I live right now in Chicago. It's like right on like a super busy street. And it's a very odd looking building because it's like very high ceilings. Beautiful. IHOP ballroom. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. But yeah, no, I I rock with IHOP. I do. And I want that on the record. But um, Waffle House um, reigns supreme, for sure. Cool. Okay, Ohio. Did you go to school in Ohio? 
I did. I went to two different schools in Ohio. I went to Capital University for one year, um, and then I went to Ohio State for the rest. Very different experiences. Our next question is, what's one word that describes what you were like in college? <sighs> oh, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, enthusiastic. I like that answer. I always love hearing that answer. Yeah, I would say everything felt everything felt so important. Like everything felt like it mattered so much. And that was like, if you didn't take any opportunity, you'd regret it for the rest of your life, even if that mm -hmm. wasn't true. So like, I felt like I definitely overloaded myself, especially like on like the social side and on the music side where like I just did everything that I could. Mm -hmm. um, because I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. But like, I was also exhausted all the time, but I was excited about what I was doing. And I think that's more important. Mm -hmm. I would argue. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, let's unpack that. I feel like I always say this for this question, but I just okay. really like hearing about, hearing about it because it, it really is just like such a formative time. So I want to hear what you did in college. What were all your little activities? So like my first year of college was so different than the other two because mm -hmm. I wasn't in a band. Like I'm still best friends with everybody from my freshman year of college. And we just like hung out and like just drove around every night. And it felt like it felt like a movie. If Perks of Being <laughs> a Wallflower wasn't like a tragic movie, it kind of felt like that. Uh -huh. um, you felt infinite. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my mind. You yeah, were riding around right. in the back of the truck, going like this with your arms out. <laughs> embarrassingly, I actually did that at one point. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. riding around in the back of a truck is really fun. It, dude, it's sick, man. And I like, and everybody had like <laughs> beaters for cars, so it was just like any moment these cars could just not work anymore. And again, mm -hmm. it just kind of made it felt like those moments mattered so much more because it's like we might not be able to do this tomorrow. And I don't know, I don't, I haven't felt like that in a really long, long time. Like that was one of those moments where it was just like every day was so different from each other, mm -hmm. but. It was so fun. But then sophomore year through senior year, it was just a lot of music. It was a lot of shows. It was a lot of drama. Um, mm -hmm. not, like not drama that I was necessarily fully involved in, but like, you know, you know what that whole thing's like. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it was a lot of music. I would play shows all the time in so many different bands and it like the shows felt like they got more and more and more and more exciting as the years went on and then pop COVID hit and then it just kind of yeah. transformed yeah so like it was just super exhausting I felt like I was just working all the time even if I didn't necessarily have like a goal in mind I was just working like I wasn't working smart but I was working really hard yeah yeah. So it was, but I loved doing what I was doing, but it just wasn't like, I don't know, in retrospect, it wasn't super rewarding at all. Like it was just, yeah. it was just like I was doing stuff, but like that was it. Like I could be like, yeah, I had a busy sociable college experience, but like I'm not friends with a lot of people from that time in college in the same way that I was my freshman year, whom those are all still my best friends and I text them every day. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of the music friends that I made in Columbus, 
here or there, you know, which is weird because I spent so much time doing it. And again, it just didn't really feel like I was getting much out of that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel really similarly about like, I used to be very involved with like the, you know, DIY house show, whatever scene in Philly before COVID. Now that we're like past like quarantine and all that stuff, I have no idea what's happening. People will message me being like, hey, Sam, where do you think we could like perform in Philly? Like, what are the houses? What are the venues? And I'm like, I'm sorry, you got to ask somebody else. I have no idea. And it feels weird, like, not seeing a lot of the people that I used to see so often or, like, wanting to hang out with people that I would see all the time and then kind of slowly realizing, oh, it's I guess our friendship is not like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, that I, I think I had that exact same epiphany, like, yeah. probably, like, 2020 where it was like, oh, these people, obviously they matter, but it was like, but do they, like have a huge pull on your life maybe not as much as you thought but like now i mean in chicago all of my friends here are involved in music but it's very different like it's not like it's not like diy at all like a lot of them are just doing like really exciting stuff and i think it's because they just didn't involve themselves with a lot of that and it was like man i kind of wish that like somebody told me i didn't have to do all of that yeah i used to describe it to my therapist as being like like, I feel like I'm a shark, and if I stop moving, I'll die. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's the perfect way to describe it. Absolutely. Yeah, and then you reach a point where you stop moving, and you realize you didn't die. <laughs> so, <sighs> Yep, that's a really – I'm going to steal that. I think that's really Go good. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. That's really, really good. Cool. I love saying cool stuff in therapy that can be stolen and repurposed. Sometimes I'll like – you know, I don't want to say like drop a bar in therapy, but like sometimes <laughs> I'll like say something and I'm like, like, that was crazy. I just said that. Like, I I was like, I wasn't even like cognizant in that moment. It was just like a free flowing, just telling you how I feel. And I was like, man, that was good. That is so funny. I I feel like anytime I'm in therapy, I'm always just like, I had a really hard time this week. (laughs) I'm so stressed about everything. Yeah, I... I remember I was like, so one thing that I talk about in therapy a lot, um, and this is something I don't love about myself. So let's- I'm writing it down. (laughs) So like I have, I don't have like a formal diagnosis and I don't want a formal diagnosis of it because I know my brain is going to look at it just through that specific lens. Um, But I exhibit OCD-like behavior is what my therapist has described it to me as. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge reason why I started going because it really started to get in the way of my life. And I like I couldn't like go to like a lot of public places. It sounds so weird talking about this so casually, but like I can't sit on public transit. I refuse to do it. I can't do it. Cuz I'm like what if something gets on me like a bed bug or something like that. It's weird. Yeah. I don't get it. But like, I can't, like, there was a while where I was just like, I couldn't go to movie theaters. I couldn't do blank. And obviously there's like, it's a trauma response to something. But like, I like, I was like, okay, this is really affecting my life in a super negative way. I have Mm -hmm. to see somebody. And I really lucked out that like, my therapist is like amazing and I love her. But like, I remember she told me something. Because, like, I specifically told her about a way that I eat where, like, I can't, like, say you have, like, burgers, fries, and a drink, right? Classic meal. You know, everybody's eating. (laughs) Um, I can't get to the burger until the fries are done or vice versa. Like, I have to eat everything singularly. I don't 
data. I don't. And then she was just like, you know, like, have you ever tried doing it? And I was like, no, but I guess I could. And she was just like, you know, see what you could like. She was like, give it a try. And then like, she like said something really like, it was like a perfect way that like, she like verbalized it. And I just said like, in it, like just top of my, I was like, bar. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then she's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, just don't listen to me. That's fine. Even though you're paid to listen to me, don't listen to me. But that yeah, is so yeah. funny. Okay. I wrote down, I hate that I have OCD-like behaviors. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. I okay. think that's fair. That's a, that's a fair way to say it, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. All right. What is the next question? (laughs) (laughs) All right, David. If there was a zombie apocalypse, what would be your fatal flaw? Oh, easy. And I mean, easy. I would get bored and I'd have to move. For example, (laughs) if we like, you know, we are in an apocalypse together. We got like a survivor's group and we find the most swagged out, like just... (laughs) Not hut. That's the wrong base. Like, like a perfect base has mm-hmm. food, water, shelter, you name it, heat or cooling, depending on the season and where we're at. It has everything you want. And then like I feel like after like a like a couple months, I'd be like, we gotta get out of here, man. I like I, you know, you don't ever watch like a zombie movie or like a zombie show and they just stay in the same spot. And I feel uh-huh. like that's a part of that's a part of the experience, you know? You gotta keep it moving. So like, I, for me, I, I wouldn't be like content. That would be at a thousand percent easy. Beautiful. All right. Um, what is your weirdest hidden talent? I have a really good Scooby-Doo impression. Oh, my gosh. Will you do it for us now? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You don't have to uh, now if you don't want to. Uh, oh, I have to. No, I'm like, I, I absolutely have to. You could always send us a little video afterwards, like a cameo style video. <laughs> send me a cameo of you pretending to be Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right. I'm going to do it. You ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah beautiful <laughs> it's not my best but it, you know it's pretty good and when i do that at parties it's a hit yeah <laughs> it's a hit I, I don't like i don't say like hey do you want to hear my <laughs> but like you know somebody brings up an impression and i'm like i the only impression i can do is like scooby-doo and they're like well i have to hear it and i'm like don't mate and then i'll do it you know it's cool but yeah um yeah, dude, I can do it. I can do Scooby, specifically the laugh. Yeah. Beautiful. It sounds great over the phone. It does. It really does. When you don't see my face, it sounds great over the phone. I could see that. Appreciate it. Okay, David, what is the last thing you spiraled over? Oh! <laughs> Let me think. Oh, so because I've had a couple, man. I've had a couple. Um, this probably isn't accurate because it was months ago. And I know that I've spiraled within like the last month or so. That's okay. Spiraling is also relative. A bar. But um, <laughs> if I had to say, if I had to say, it was probably when I got laid off. When I got laid off in January. Right. I lost my mind. I was angry. I was sad. I was like terrified. I didn't know what to do at all. Because my dad's a plumber. 
right? So mm-hmm. like boy gets laid off every winter and that's like his thing and he loves it because he's like unemployment baby. I'm hanging. This is great. And like, so like, I always thought it was like a good thing to a point because it was like, oh, he'll always come back and it's always good. But like, I remember my mom when she was around, when she got laid off, it was like, she was horrified about it and she didn't like hide her feelings about anything, Mm -hmm. which I think is a good thing. But like, I, like she was like, this is terrifying. Like this could really affect us. So like, I've always had like a weird relationship with the idea. But then when it happened to me, I was just like, I mean, I didn't even know how to feel. I was just like, like violently sobbing. And also when I spiral, I throw up classic move. Oh no. Every t- Whenever I have a panic attack, I throw up. Like mm-hmm. that is like, I start to like kind of, I'll like cough really hard and I'll be like bathroom and then I'll go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I don't know why I said it like that. I just pulled out my, my big boy voice saying bathroom. But um, yeah. So like that one, I remember because it was a multi-week thing and I was like interviewing like fuck and it was usually my spirals are only like for like a day Mm -hmm. or like two felt like months and it was like yeah terrible like i felt like i couldn't take care of myself because again it's like i can't even think about doing this until i apply to like a thousand jobs that's just how my brain works so like i couldn't do anything it was really bad and i lost so much weight which i don't need to do i don't no one needs to do it but like i definitely don't need to do it because i've already had doctors be like david you're you you don't weigh a lot you should eat up a little bit more and i'm like say less but then situations like that it makes it really like i don't know it makes it really hard to feel like i can you know like take care of myself properly and i just like yeah I didn't do that for like three months and uh, I'm still feeling the effects of that. So that would be the most recent spiral I had that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We here though. Hey, jobbed up, <laughs> making money. I've been putting Good. money in my savings account type shit. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Good. Do you know what I just did? One thing that's bad about me is I love spending money. I just spend. <laughs> is this something you hate about yourself? <laughs> Yeah, dude. So I live right next to the sickest record store of all time. It's called Signal Records. Free plug. Go to Signal Records Chicago. (laughs) It's It's the best record store of all time because they have like all the type of shit that I listen to. Like all of like the super rare international records that I'm like, I want this so bad. They have them. But it's they cost a lot of money. So I bought a record yesterday because I was just feeling it. A hundred dollars. It's cool, bro. I get it. I understand. <laughs> I get it. But do you think I regretted it? Hell no. Absolutely not. I was happy. I was like, I've been wanting this for so long. I'm so glad I got it. And then like I was telling Rebecca about it. I was like, I just bought this record. She said, Oh, how much was it? I was like, hundred dollars. And then she was like, Whoa. And then it brought me to earth a little bit. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yep. Yeah. It's like a birthday present to yourself. That's a fact. And I got myself some <laughs> I, I got myself some nice birthday presents. Got myself some shoes. <laughs> Actually, that's really it. Just shoes and a record. A mm-hmm. $100 piece of plastic. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Like putting it in my brain, I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. But I've done it before and I'll do it again. Just you watch. I'll do it. I've done it before and I'll do it again. 
<laughs> I'm dug in and I'll <laughs> never change. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Thank you, David. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank you for unpacking all of that with me. Hey, it's what I do. <laughs> all right. Um, I have some more questions for you. Yes. My first question is, I feel like we touched on this like a tiny bit um, with you talking about playing music when you were in college, but I would like to know how you got your start as a musician and what your journey has been like. Let's go. All right. So, <laughs> First instrument I ever learned and the only instrument I ever got classical training in was drums. I really wanted to be a drummer because my brother was a guitarist. I loved drumming. I wanted to be the best drummer in the world. <laughs> I, so I'm trying to remember the name of my drumming instructor. He would give me Leonard Skinner DVDs and he's like, drum to this. And I'm like- That is so like School of Rock. <laughs> fire it's amazing <laughs> so they, i would just like drum to leonard skinner's songs um for hours a day when i got home but then i something happened and i don't know what it was he like stopped working at the store that i got lessons at and then he called my dad and he left him a message basically saying that he was like hey like i'm not going to be working here anymore but like if your son still wants lessons like i will do them for free and like for some reason this really creep my dad out mm -hmm. like he was like let's say his name is like jeff right so he's like mm -hmm. jeff didn't like say anything inappropriate to you i was like no dad no it's all good and he was like you know maybe you should try guitar huh and i was like <laughs> okay yeah so i mean i still have a drum set at my dad's house but like i just started playing guitar after that which is weird because i don't know why that just veered um but yeah i so like i started actually on bass first i learned that myself and then I learned guitar after that by myself because me and I had like a friend in middle school. His name was Kiko and we played music together and we just kind of taught each other and just learned music at the same time. That was great. We were both playing guitar and bass at the same time. We're like, we need to pick one. We can't just keep switching. <laughs> we did that. Even with like our first band, we would just switch them on stage, which is the corniest thing in the world. No, I love, I no. love when the guitar player and the oh, bass no! player switch. <laughs> I hate it. I did that uh, during like this like Angel Olsen cover band that I did for Valentine's Day a couple years ago. And okay. the bass player was like very like tall and I'm very short. So and I have a small guitar. So when they took my guitar, it was so tiny for them. And then I took their bass and it was gigantic for me. But we were both like, yeah. <laughs> how, wait, how how tall are you? I'm five feet tall. Dude, wait, 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 wait. Have you seen and I'm gonna go back to what we were talking about? Have uh -huh. you seen that? Have you seen that guy? I forget his name, but like did like I get the worst music ads on my Instagram all the time. But like this guy, he's like maybe the worst. And he has this one where he's like, Have you ever just like met a girl who's like this tall, but her attitude is like this tall? And then he'll just like sing a five second song and it's the worst thing. I'm gonna send it to you like Oh my god, please do. I don't know what this is. You're gonna be obsessed with it. It's one thing that I, <laughs> one thing that I do to like make myself feel better is watch cringe videos because oh it's my amazing. God. And um, 
Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to the music thing, right? So he picked bass and then I picked guitar. Um, and that was just kind of how that started. And again, I've, I've only been self-taught. I wish that I got classical training growing up because I'll just like see people that I love just riffing like a freak, like an animal. And I'm like, I wish I knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love that type of thing. Like I try to think about like, like, because I, but like also like sometimes I don't need that. Like, do you listen to grouper? at all do you rock with grouper i have heard like one or two songs i'm a grouper head that might be like my all-timer i love her so much but like she's not riffing (laughs) Mm -hmm. she's not riffing at all and like that's great because i need somebody like that to let me know you don't need to riff all the time because i'll try it I'll try it and it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. So like now, I, so I, that band dissolved basically when like COVID hit because like we couldn't really do anything. And then that's when Yanner started because my mm-hmm. friend Matt, who's living in Charleston, he just started like messaging me all the time because he couldn't hang out with his his fellas. And he's a skater. That's all he did was just skate uh-huh. with the gods. So he was like, I need to talk to somebody. And for some reason, he thought I was funny on Instagram. So we just slid <laughs> into my DMs and started talking to me all the time. And I thought this guy was like, the. I, I still love him to death. I, I don't want to say like I thought and then like that's not the case anymore. But I thought he was like the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. Because like he's like this amazing graphic designer. He was like making designs for like the coolest musicians on the planet. And I'm like, why is this guy talking to me? We started making music together because we were like, what else are we going to do? And it was just a blast. I loved it. And then I was like, dude, you know what? I was like, if I move to Charleston, because like I have nothing going on, like, do you just want to try this? And he was like, let's go. So then I moved to Charleston and my girlfriend wanted to go too. So that's when I moved to Charleston. I forgot that you did that. Yeah, man. It's dude, it's been a really cool couple of years where I've just been like pew everywhere. <laughs> um that band, I still make music like and under that project, but the other guy in that band moved to Germany. Like not even a year into me living in Charleston. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was I was so mad when I figured out he was moving to Germany and because he knew he was moving before I moved there. And I'm like, you could have given me the damn heads up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, come on. But like, it was a great time. And like some of the best friends I'll ever have, I met living in Charleston. So no regrets, even a little bit. Um, Beautiful. But then I ended up moving to Chicago and that's how I met all of my friends. Like, oh, actually, all of my friends from here, I actually knew from like different parts of Ohio. Is there like a big Ohio to Chicago pipeline? Because there is a big Boston to Philly pipeline that I have experienced. It's, it's the biggest pipeline. <laughs> I've ever, let me see. I could literally name you like 20 people that are very mm-hmm. good friends of mine here. All of them from Ohio. All of my actual best friends I met from music that I did stay in contact with, the only thing they all have in common is that they live here now, which is 
money. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, it's so weird now that like, now that my life is very stable, which is something that I haven't had, even like growing up, that was just something I didn't really have. I didn't really live in like a very financially stable mm-hmm. home. But now that I have that, and like I have like an actual job and like I can spend a hundred dollars on a record, <laughs> like it feels so weird saying this, but I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that as like a job anymore. It, like I had like an identity crisis when I figured that out because I yeah. was like, I was like, no, but that's who I am. But it's like, no, it's not. Everything that I wanted to do music for, I got all of it. Like I got like the best friends I could ever ask for. I am in the best relationship of all time, arguably. I have the best cat. I live in the best city. So it's like, I don't need, I don't need much else. And like, that's a very freeing thing to say and to be like, I don't need everything that I thought I did. So like, now that like, I'm getting all of these opportunities that are like exciting and fun, I'm like, it's not what I thought. It's not what I thought it was gonna be. Which is like, again, it's crazy to say that, and I'll never stop making music. Never. You mm-hmm. can put that on the record. I feel like I've said that a lot, um, but I'm dug in, and I'll never change. And I'm always gonna make music. I'm always gonna play it. But like, I don't know. It just looks very different for me now. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's always a really, really special thing when you can take something that you have like. That is like a part of you that you're very connected to, that you like, you know, think about a lot and your passion or whatever and become really clear on what you want your relationship with it to look like. And it doesn't always have to be like what you, you know how people are always like, what would you do for free? Make it your job. Like, it's always really interesting when you understand that you actually do not want to do that all the time. I love those parts of my life just being so absolutely separate. Maybe even from a weird like character standpoint, it's fun too, because it's like, I feel like I have a secret identity going into work. No one knows. I'm just this like rocking ass guy. I'm just like normal David walking around with a sweater on being nice to people. It's like you're Hannah Montana and Miley. Literally, exactly. No, dude, I was going to say that. It's perfect. It's perfect. Like it's, I don't know. It just, it feels really cool to have those parts of my life just as far away from each other as possible. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's cool, man. It's cool. I, I'm, I'm a big fan, big fan. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything you don't like about yourself as a musician? (laughs) anything you wish you were better at any habits you don't like anything you wish you could go back and redo anything like that I wish and I mean this like very very much I wish I knew chords what do you mean (laughs) dude so if somebody was like play me an E like an E chord Mm -hmm. I'd be like (laughs) what's that (laughs) or play a G chord I don't know. Like, I'm like, what if you show me it? And they're like, wait, do you not know chords? I'm like, yeah, that's a negative. I don't know chords at all. And like that shocks people a lot of the time. I'm a little bit shocked. Yeah. Do you just make the noises and you're like, that sounds good? Yes, dude. Absolutely. So wow. like what I what I do is, and this is why like sometimes playing music with people is really difficult. And I can't like do it 
on the fly. Like when I record Yonner songs by myself, I have no idea what I want it to sound like at all before I go in. Like I will just kind of like fuck around with my hands until I'm like, that sounds awesome. And then I'll do something <laughs> else. When somebody's like, hey, play this with me or like play in this key, I'm like, you are hilarious because it's not <laughs> gonna work. Because like I'll show people the end product and they're like, this sounds great. And like I'm very proud of it. But then like the the journey in getting there is a little less it's it's a little less sexy, you know? Like it's always uh-huh. like, wow, you really don't know what you're doing. And it's true, I don't. And that's okay with me. It is. Like I know to a point now where it's like I have played in this area of the guitar enough to know what this is going to sound like. There's always uncertainty. There's always ambiguity when I get in there. So, yeah, I wish I was a little bit more intentional rather mm-hmm. than it just being like let me play with this until I until it works. It works, but it takes a while. It, it takes a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I can relate to that in terms of like, sometimes it can be really hard to like get on the same page with other people in terms of like communicating the kind of sound that you're, or not even sound, but like just communicating what you're looking for. And it can be, it can be really hard when you don't have like that shared like knowledge when I was like writing parts with my band, like if I wanted somebody to do like a guitar solo, I would have to be like, could you do something that sounds kind of like and they'd be like, uh, yeah, I think so. Do you mean something like this? And I'd be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I think I do that, but worse. When I have been playing with my old bandmates recently, I'll like tell the bassist, I'm like, play me something just like evil. And then he's like, evil. what does that mean? And I'm like, evil. And then he'll play his interpretation of evil. And then it, like, I'm like, oh no, that's too much. And then like, he'll play, I'll play. And then like, he'll do something else. I'm like, dude, that's what I mean by evil and he was just like he was like that's like a little bad but it's not evil and i'm like man and then like i'll be like hey play me like some like leather jacket music and they're like dude what are you talking about and i'm like like the cool guys listen to it like play me something like oh my god i can be the most nightmarish person sometimes and i know it and i (laughs) and i'll even say like i'm so sorry like i know you don't love it when i do this I, I feel like I have like a very specific way of like not even just communicating, but like a way of seeing things. Like, uh-huh. I don't know, man. I don't get it. I, I I really don't. And it's very hard to communicate to people exactly what I want musically. That's why it's very easy for me to do it like alone or just to play something that somebody else wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to say with um, Susie stuff that I want it to sound like riding around in California in a convertible. But no, I. <laughs> On a sunny day. <laughs> no, but I get that, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think the first thing that I would think of, it's a song, it's like, it's a perfect day. Nothing's getting in my way. Perfect day by Hoku. Absolutely. That That is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, then maybe we're like on the same vibe. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, that's like. I, I feel like so many people would just have a completely different interpretation of that. Um, uh-huh. But I get it. I get it. Because, yeah. like, that'd be gas. I would love to make a song like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, David, we are reaching the end of the episode and we have three things that you don't like about yourself. That's not bad. So what happens next is I'm going to bully you and pressure you into coming up with the remaining seven things. And once we reach 10 things, I'll do a dramatic reading of your list. Okay, I got this. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. I do think I brought something up that I overcommit. That's something I don't love. You did say that. I don't love over committing um oh i got one this one sucks this is also something i fight in therapy a lot um but i used to have the tendency to think that like a lot of people just felt the exact same way about things that i do um Mm -hmm. which is a bad tendency right so like if somebody did something to me that like was like i just didn't think was like cool i'd be like what why did they do that and i get angry because i'm like i know if i did that to them they'd be really upset but that's not true, right? So that's another one. Uh, another example is, let me think. Um, okay, here's another one. Um, I, and this is ironic, hence the name yawner, um, but I'm very self-conscious about the way I yawn. I because Really? I, I, in high school, I dated somebody for three weeks. I don't count it. <laughs> I, said that. I don't count it. But anyway, I, um, she would always say how ugly I looked when I yawn and I'm like which way dude look man I will like completely unhinge my jaw type shit (laughs) so like I get it but like yeah I I, like so like when I yawn now I'll like I will show anybody my mouth so that's an example um I that makes me sad because everybody looks funny when they yawn come on (laughs) it's true Right. And like, look, man, I don't comment on anybody else's appearance ever. I don't do it. It's against the law to me. So like, I'm like, (laughs) man, don't do that. Come on. Uh, So like, that's one. Um, Another one is I would say I can be not a pushover. Like that's the wrong word. But like, there'll be times where like, say if I really like, if I had a friend that was doing something like just not okay, either to themselves or to other people, like I'll try to have a conversation with them about it, but then I'll fold because I'm too scared to make anybody upset. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I wish I was a type of person that could just like not give a shit about what somebody thought about me, but I can't do that. And it's like, if I even think that I'm hurting somebody's feelings, I retract. Even Mm -hmm. when it's like the point I'm going to make is valid, I get very, very scared. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I would say that I can, uh, yeah, man, I don't know how to put that in words. Would you say like, my my first thought was like enabling, but I don't think that's maybe it. I think maybe like you defer to others. I do enable though. I do enable. (laughs) Oh, dude. Absolutely. Yes. Like, I remember one time my friend Belle was like, but like, because we, she saw me wear this absolutely swagged out, magnificent gingham brown and black jacket that I wear all the time. I love it. And she was like, David, that's the sickest jacket in the world. And I'm like, dude, they have one in black and white too. And she was like, that's my vibe, which it, it is. And we went to the store together. She's like, oh, I, I want to get it, but I'm nervous about spending money. I should have just immediately notice like she's on the fence. She might regret it if she does it. Uh-uh. I was like, get it. <laughs> I was like, get it, get it, get it, get it. I was like, dude, it looks so sick. You got to get it, dude. You got to do it. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then she uh, returned it two days later. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I felt bad. I was like, I'm really sorry if I made you feel like you had to do that. But I will absolutely enable somebody. Unless if I know that, like, if they have issues, I'm obviously not going to do it. But, like, if they have, if it's like, man, you know, should I get the milkshake? I'm like, get the milkshake. Like, every time. <laughs> absolutely. So, like, even if it's, like, a bad call. I will absolutely do it. I'm in the exact same way. I'm very like, you only live once, buy the jacket, buy the milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. And I come up with like mind games with myself to make myself feel better if I regret the purchase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've i done that a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. And so, there'll be small purchases. It'll be big purchases. It'll be like trips, shit like that. Um, but I'm absolutely an enabler absolutely and i you know i'm not ashamed of that i don't like that i'm an enabler but like it is what it is i can't do anything i'm dug in oh perfect i'm super stubborn i'm dug in on everything (laughs) it is it is absolutely it's a challenge to change my mind on something once my mind is made up but that's also like kind of like taurus type swag that's who I am, you know? Like, it's like, right. I am super stubborn. So, like, that, I try to fight, but I also understand that that's just, like, who I am. Even if people mm-hmm. got, like, points, I'm like, that's great, but I don't care. <laughs> like, it, it sucks, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> another one. I'm I'm so stubborn. That actually uh, reminds me of my my friend Maddie, who is also a Taurus. She has a tattoo on her arm that says "stubborn." That's my guy. I like that. I think that's a a good way to be, honestly. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Like if like uh, yeah, I probably just sometimes. think that because I can also be stubborn. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah, we like <laughs> we have to like you know I don't know, project. That's it. We uh-huh. have to project sometimes. Yes, <laughs> I don't do that often, but sometimes I will. If I see something in somebody that is similar to me, and they're like, I don't like that that I do that. I'm like, Nah, dude, it's sick. It's perfect. <laughs> it makes us who we are. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, man, we're all so different. It's beautiful. But um, other than that, um. Oh, dude, another one. I, I'm sorry that I keep making like guttural noises with yeah. my throat. Um, I, I, and this was actually one of the, it, it was between this and um, the fact that I joke around too much was going to be between these two that I was going to bring up. I have no impulse control. Z. Bro, I don't have any. <laughs> like, and like, that's with everything to the point where it's like if i'm like at a restaurant and like even something even sounds kind of good i have not i've been a stranger to ordering two entrees because like both sounds sick let me get oh my god (laughs) that oh i love that i i've never done that but have i thought about it many many times yeah but like i've always been uh, like and again i overcommit. so like these are both really it's an awful combination so like if i order two things for dinner instead of one i'm like well i gotta finish them i gotta do both so i'll eat all of it and i will feel like dog afterward like i can't walk i can't move like i'm like i feel like i'm gonna be sick and even though i know that i'm gonna feel that way i still make that decision over and over and over again yeah 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 it's great 
It's great. Where I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm sure there is. Um, we were at number 10, so you only need to come up with one more thing. Oh, dude, my nails are ugly. And that's <laughs> <laughs> so I used to bite my nails a lot. I haven't bit my nails since COVID. That's one thing I love about myself is that I don't do it anymore. But that's I great. used to. Here's the thing. I'm like a very lanky person. All of my appendages are long and skinny. So having like little nubs, they're not really nubs anymore, but they were. They're, they're, we're working on it. We're working on getting where we need to be. But like, it's a bad, it is gross. It's dirty. Just imagine having like your hand on the rail in a bus. No, no, no. Riding your nails. No, no, no. It couldn't be me. Couldn't be me <laughs> at all. You know, like, uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Like, no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I heard like a ding on. I, let me put my computer on. Do not disturb, because I get scared when I have headphones on and I hear it. I do too. When I'm like editing my podcast or something, I'll hear something like through my headphones, and I'll be like who's there and yeah nobody's ever there but i just get so scared that something's happening and i don't hear it yeah it's like very like it's like a high-pitched noise i don't love high-pitched noises i have um Mm -hmm. i have tinnitus (laughs) that's what they call it turn up we Mm -hmm. got hey oh that was another time i spiraled too but that's a different story for a different time um but yeah no it's um so like if there's like a specific frequency i get kind of like What's going on? It's even, it can even be like that sometimes with like really high pitched voices. Like, and uh-huh. one time where I, um, this is a fun story. I, um, I was having an allergy attack when I was like 20 or 21. I don't remember. And I had a 7 a.m. at Whole Foods and I was freaking out because I couldn't breathe. I could, like, I was tearing up. So I popped six Benadryl because I thought that was a good idea. It wasn't. Uh-uh. Um, I, you know, I get my first customer after like I get over this hump and I ask them if they want a receipt and I literally just saw the mouth no. Like that was it, but I didn't hear. <laughs> and I was oh. like, I was like, I'm sorry, could you say that again? And they were like, no. Like they even like put their hands around their mouths like that because I, they were probably in a bad mood, right? And um, I, felt it literally the whole sound reverberate through my whole body and it felt like a sound wave hit me and i literally fell down i literally (laughs) fell down yeah that's like a pokemon attack yeah yeah absolutely i like how you say pokemon too i like that you say pokemon because that's how you're supposed to say it thank you yeah i don't say it right i say it pokemon yeah pokemon pokemon yeah it's like saying like chipotle instead of chipotle 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 my dude my old man says chipotle he does i'm like you refuse to read you refuse to read. I'm like, you You know that's not the word. Uh, life is amazing, man. Wow. <sighs> All right, David. <laughs> it is time for me to read your whole list of 10 things that you hate about yourself. Are you ready? I, 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 yep. <laughs> All right. Number one, I hate that I joke around way too much. Number two. I hate that I have OCD-like behaviors. Number three, I hate that I love spending money. Number four, I hate that I overcommit. Number five, I hate that I assume other people think the same things I do. 
Number six, I hate that I'm self-conscious about the way I yawn. Or maybe you just hate that you, uh, the way that you yawn. I don't know. We'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Number seven, I hate that I can be an enabler. Number eight, I hate that I am super stubborn. Parentheses dug in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number nine, I hate that I have no impulse control. And number 10, I hate that my nails are ugly. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's so weird hearing that whole thing back, and it feels like uh-huh. a really accurate portrait of who I am. <laughs> I love that. All yeah. right, David. So we are at the end of the episode, um, and it's time for our final segment. So what do you want me to do about that? Where you assign me and our listeners some homework for the upcoming week, which can be any task, tip, or trick that you think could help us feel good and hate ourselves a little bit less. You know, it's going to sound very um, dumb, and it's, you know, this is something that helps me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is drinking a lot of water. Which sounds, see this right here? You see this? I've been drinking it a whole episode. Um, this is a, <laughs> oh wait, you they can't see it. It's a podcast. Paint uh, us a it, word picture. This is a beautiful orangish copper 40 ounce Yeti tumbler. Um, 40 it, ounces. It, 40 ounces. Absolutely. Because I'm supposed to drink according to... A doctor, I forget, <laughs> shit, I forget what exactly <laughs> it was, but they were like, you know what, drink like half of your body weight in ounces yeah. of water. And I'm like, that's insane. That's freak-like behavior. I'll try it. And it, dude, I, it helped. It helps a lot because I will say like, it's a lot easier for me to dwell and to feel awful about myself when I'm not physically there. And I think that drinking a lot of water makes me feel engaged. It makes me mm-hmm. feel kind of awake. Um, you know, maybe we all don't have the luxury of being toward a bathroom all the time. And, you know, that's a vibe. I get it. I understand. That's a blocker for me, a, a mental blocker for me. I'm scared of needing to go to the bathroom too many times. I I find comfort in the bathroom for some reason. Even like, <laughs> like not, even like a small public bathroom, I'm like – they can't fuck with me here. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why. I think I I like I like my bathroom in my apartment. I'm the only person that uses it, and it's a vibe in there. But in my at my office, they turned off the fan. So when I go into the bathroom at work, I'm like, I think I'm sitting in the quietest place in the city of Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll just ask them to turn the fan back on or something. <laughs> yeah, be like, hey. The vibe's off. The vibe in the bathroom is off. <laughs> I would say that at my job and people would be like, oh, okay, Sam, um, we can fix it. <laughs> we can fix <Yeah>. the vibe. <laughs> yeah, I work with a bunch of like old people <laughs> and uh, they wouldn't get it. You know, they'd be like, what is that? What's a vibe? I, 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 I literally, again, I interview people for a living and like one of them said, this candidate said vibe in the interview. <laughs> and I was like, are they like 20 something like that's gonna happen or 30 <laughs> I, they, I don't know man it's just like dude yeah if we're interviewing like boomers they're not gonna say that but like it, it, the beautiful thing about language is it's an ever-evolving thing and it always changes you know ain't is in the dictionary and you can't tell me different because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually in there hey <laughs> 
Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Thank you. Thank you for uh, telling me to drink water. That's what it was. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Where can we follow you on social? Give us all the details, please. My name on literally everything is I'm David. I'm David. That's it. Get it tatted. <laughs> You'll find it everywhere. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I have necessarily anything to plug. Uh, for any Tennessee heads, if um, you're going to Bonnaroo, I'm going to be playing on Saturday. Come say what's up. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I don't bite. That's exciting. It's weird, man. It's weird that I'm doing that, you know? I think that that's going to be a really good, like, test if it's like, do I really want to do this shit forever? I don't know. Just come say hi. If not, feel free to say what's up via DM. Be respectful, which you would be, obviously. I, I don't think anybody would be disrespectful if they listen to this show, you know? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. The, vi- the vibe is immaculate, you know? And we want to keep it that way. So, yeah. That's, that's right. pretty... That's pretty much it. I'm David. I'm David. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I'm David. <laughs> you are David. Yeah. And I just yep. want to say, um, highly recommend following David on social. He's very funny. Um, sometimes you like to do like little rating kind of things, which I always really love. So I've, I've, I've been getting requested to do them more and I want to do them <laughs> more. Um, but you know, every single time I do it, I'm flooded and I'm like, where do I even start? I don't even know where to go from here. And then people get mad if I don't do theirs. And I'm like, uh-huh. I, stop. I imagine they probably also get upset if they don't agree with your rating. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm not doing this to make you feel better about your opinion. I'm doing this to make you laugh. And if you're missing that, then so be it, dude. I get it. I get it. But look, that's life. <laughs> and li- life's amazing. And I'm I'm I can leave it on that for sure. Life is amazing. <laughs> Beautiful parting words. Life is amazing. Life. <laughs> life. Life. Life's a movie, and we're the stars. It's beautiful. But thank you for having me. I've had an absolute blast. Good times, high times, fun times, convertible times. Bars. Bars. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Peace. (laughs) Ryan Seacrest signing out. Thank you for listening to another episode of 10 Things I Hate About Me. Follow the podcast at 10 Things I Hate About Me pod. Let me know what you hate about yourself. Okay, love you. Bye.